What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Kind of Funny X-Caster weekly podcast all about Xbox here at Kind of Funny. I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and of course, I am joined by my two incredible co-hosts, Alana Pierce. Welcome back this week. How's your week been? And thank you for an incredible interview with Major Nelson last week. That was a good one. Yeah, it's just been real hot. That's, I think I might have said that last week. My review on everything right now is my air conditioning is broken. It's very warm. <laughs> Very That's hot. It. Okay, I like yep. that, Alana. <laughs> and then, of course, back again, our guy, the rogue one, Mr. Gary Witta, host of the world's number one talk show within a video game, <laughs> Animal Talking. Gary Witta, we got a lot to catch up on. First off, yeah. tell me how you've been and share me a special announcement that you have for all the Xbox fans out there. I'm good. I'm sorry I missed last week's uh, episode with Major Nelson. I had a I had a conflict, uh, but you put you guys did a great show. Congratulations on on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back with you this week. And then next week on Animal Talking, uh, we're going to have the great uh, Phil Spencer, the, the top man himself, will be our uh, headline guest on Animal Talking next week, live on twitch.tv slash Gary Wetter, 7 p.m. Pacific uh, next Wednesday the 12th. Uh, I don't know what we're going to get out of him, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll drop a price for a release date, Series X, some exclusive info. I'll do my best for you. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. I think he wears t-shirts under blazers even in Animal Crossing. I will find out who's bringing he's bringing <laughs> he play it, you know we we have two types of guests on the show those who don't play Animal Crossing and you know we create an avatar for them and those who do and they bring <laughs> their own Phil of course because he's a legit gamer is bringing his own character so uh, we're doing his sound check on Monday so I'll get to see uh, maybe we'll get on a, a, a little um uh, preview of his of his wardrobe but yeah my, maybe he'll dress just like him dress like himself. Yeah. I I mean, I've had people dress up like cruciferous vegetables and all kinds of wacky stuff on the show. I never know what to expect. We'll see. I love that. Well, if I learned one thing last week from Alana, always ask the question, try to get that hot scoop. Sometimes they don't do it. Sometimes they do. You know, we try. If you don't ask, you don't get. (laughs) Let's try. That's the truth. Well, let's kick it off with a fun icebreaker coming from one of our best friends, Maddox Jr., friend of the show. He says, guys, gals, what's your favorite console design? Out of all of the Xboxes. Now, we're going to give this to Major Nelson, but Gary's back, and we love talking aesthetics with Gary. So, Gary, we'll kick it over to you. Out of all of the Xboxes that you remember, is there one that stands out design-wise that you really like? I mean, I still... I mean, maybe it's just nostalgia talking, but I do have a fondness for the original big jumbo bulbous Xbox with that green jewel in the center. The only thing I wish they had done was um, have that jewel be kind of more crystalline and like actually light up. Instead, it was just like a green piece of plastic. But I love that big bulgy suitcase design. As you know, I'm even a fan of the old Duke controller. That I know. That's what I was looking around for. I was like, I'm going to bring my Duke out because I bought one of the re-release ones. Right. But I don't remember where I put it. (laughs) I was always a fan of it. And people have said, oh, it's too big. It's too chubby. You know, it doesn't fit in my hand. And then, of course, they redesigned it. Um, I I never had a problem with it. I always uh, liked it. There was a lot about the original Xbox design uh, to like. The original 360 with the detachable face plates. Remember those? Those were kind of cool. And uh, I like that the current One X is just a, you know, just a simple, sleek design. And I and I really like this. I, I haven't yet seen it in um, in person, but the but the Series X, so kind of the two thousand one monolith, this kind of like brutalist design. Um, I kind of like it, but I think Xbox all throughout, all throughout its history, uh, with the possible exception of the of the three hundred and sixty, that whole kind of convex, uh, sorry, no concave. Wait, which one is it? Convex is out, and concave, concave is in. Concave, yeah, that's I right. Think. Um, 
yeah, I was never a huge fan, never a huge fan of of, of that one. But um, yeah, I guess if I had to pick one, and maybe it's just nostalgia speaking, that that big bulky suitcase original. Do you remember the prototype that actually looked like a letter X, the first one they ever showed? That was nutty. They should have done that one. I would have loved that. Time, that would have gone off. And also, I don't know if you ever saw the original Xbox, what the dev kit looked like, which was in that kind of translucent green plastic where you could see the guts of it. I always wish they had made, done a consumer model of that. That was cool looking. I love, love it. crystalline plastic. Yeah. Alana? Those Nintendo 64 controllers that were see-through were also great. Oh. Uh, yeah, my favorite is the original 360. Uh, like Gary mentioned, I loved the swappable face faceplates. I think I've mentioned on the show before that I used to... For people's like birthdays or whatever, I would buy a, an extra faceplate and then I would like paint on it myself. It would involve like sanding back and then I would like draw whatever they liked and then prime it and give it to them as gifts. So that was like a thing that I like very much enjoyed in that era was giving my friends custom faceplates. But I also loved that you could just clip the hard drive off the side and take it with oh, you to someone else's house. That's yeah. right. I was a, yeah, I was a, cool a huge film, fan yeah. of that. So it was like I remember playing through Mirror's Edge. And uh, going to see a friend and being like, I'm just going to bring Mirror's Edge with me. So I just clip the thing out, take the whole thing, and then plug it into their Xbox when I get to the house rather than having to take the whole thing. I, uh, I, loved, I loved that. Yeah, it was super cool. So I just feel like I had a lot of fun with the, uh, I guess, detachable style of that original 360 for sure. Yeah, it was very modular. Mike, what is that one yeah. you've got on the shelf behind you there? The green, the original yeah. Xbox, it's green. Yeah. So that is the limited edition Mountain Dew console oh, version okay. of the original xbox i found that at a local video game store up here in tahoe <laughs> and uh just had to have it it's been sitting there for years now and i sweet talked the uh nice girl across the counter i said how much do we got to go for this and they talked it down from 400 to 200 and i immediately gave the girl all my money and walked away with that one with a smile on i like didn't even know it was a thing it. a mountain dew xbox yeah I that's never, super never, cool never seen the like yeah that is cool. i have two of the taco bell xbox one x's oh those are cool alana what do I they like look those. like I mean, they just look like an Xbox, but when you turn it on, it makes a Taco Bell sound, which is especially funny for me as a foreigner. Wow. I've never been in a Taco Bell or ever seen a Taco Bell commercial, right? Is it like never. the chime, the bell? Well, yeah, yeah which I guess bell. the first time I heard, I only heard from a console because I've never been in a Taco Bell. So wow. I, was like, I don't know what I'm doing with these, but then, I mean, I have these are Sea of Thieves, Chips Ahoy headphones. I have a, a Chips Ahoy uh, Xbox controller. I'm like a fan of... It's really Junk cheesy, food, but no, funnily enough, no. <laughs> uh, but I really love the like junk food brand Xbox crossovers. I think it's like it's again very cheesy, but something about it I find really funny. Like I'm wearing Chips Ahoy headphones. It's so ridiculous. I mean, video games and junk it. food have always gone gone together, right? So why it not? True. I true. love that. Well, next time we'll have to do our special editions rankings on that. But mm. uh, for me, I'm actually. I'm going to go two ways here. One, I'm looking at the next generation, the Xbox Series X. I'm very excited for that monolithic tower, similar to what we see in the PCs. I think it's something different, something new, something that I haven't had in a console version. So I'm really excited about that. But Are you going to stand it up, Mike? Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah, that's, you got to do wait. it, right? Yeah. I, I really can't wait to see what the special editions look like. I think it opens up mm. a lot of cool color changes and stuff. And, of course, if you follow the Xbox Pope on Instagram or any of his social medias, you see really cool design layouts that he makes as just a fan so check that out but i'm actually I haven't gonna heard go of him xbox pope he said yeah the xbox pope alana and all the viewers out there you got to go check this guy out he is truly incredible a lot oh, of fan wow. art and custom controllers really cool. and uh consoles nice right. yeah um and then finally i'm actually going to go with the xbox 360 slim edition so that went from that white 
uh, detachable hard drive that Alana and you guys spoke about too. More the of black a, one, right? Yeah, the black with kind of the wings on the side, and it kind of dipped in the middle by the uh, power button, and then it's like back a weird out. sharp curve. Yeah, yeah, it was a really odd looking one, but I remember that, and I think that was the moment where they went away from the what we talked about the Wi-Fi adapter on the back to built-in Wi-Fi. So that was kind mm -hmm. of a special moment as well. Oh right God, there. I remember that. I never owned Wi-Fi one of those. adapter. It had yeah. the antenna on the back. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Those were very in. expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I never not... owned the Slim, but I remember like one of my first times touching it. it, it the fact that the power button was touch. Uh huh. Yeah. I was like, ooh, fancy. We're in the future now. Those drive me like, crazy, though. Those capacitive touch buttons are so easy to get a false positive. Like my PlayStation 4 yeah. has that capacity. Like I, I don't even look at it because I'll accidentally turn it on <laughs> just if I get too close to it. Just give I me did that with the original Xbox One as well. I don't just like it. A, <laughs> I just want a good old fashioned clicky button that I, that I know yeah. when i press it you know love a button oh a lot of good call i haven't i haven't thought of the vcr in so long it kind of just sits there and collect dots yeah that had the special button as well alana i didn't even think mm -hmm. of that one that's mm -hmm. cool well enough about all that we got a big show to get into and it's actually kind of our first normal show here no predictions no expectations no interviews just us talking xbox so it's going to be really exciting let's get through housekeeping news really quick of course each and every Saturday, the XCast posts on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So make sure to set your calendars, set your alarms, and go out there and support the show. Because guess what? We're now halfway through our pilot program. Six episodes in total. We're three episodes through. And this is episode four. So please continue to show your support. Share the video. Like the video. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, look us up on podcast services around the globe where, of course, you can type in Kind of Funny and see the whole suite of Kind of Funny content. Please leave a review and share that with your friends. It means the world to me, Gary, Alana, and Barrett, and the whole team over here at Kind of Funny. And finally, the fight continues and rages on. Greg's first ever playthrough of Halo Combat Evolve returns next Thursday with his third round of gameplay on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can catch the VOD over on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Alana and Gary... Remember, he is playing on Heroic, and he's very close to finishing this fight, so it's going to be really fun. I, I haven't Greg seen any. How's he been there. doing? How's he been doing? I mean, I'm still going to bring it up, Alana, because I have to. He still doesn't remember the name of the Warthog, which is a total fantasy, <laughs> but he is playing quite well. He's got Tim Geddes and Andy by his side, so he's doing very well with the fight. All right, good for him. Bring this up, I get jealous. I'm like, oh, imagine experiencing <laughs> Combat Evolve for the first time For the again. first time? Yeah, that's a big deal. Oh. And with the cool back and forth graphics to be able to jump back and see what it looked like to now I do that all get the a little time, bit better still. one. It's the coolest. I do it constantly. Like, I mean, yeah, there's an achievement for doing it every level. So that's part of it. But it's also just that, like, I sometimes the lighting, it's easier to see if you go back to the old graphics. I haven't done it. As I've mentioned several times on this podcast, I reviewed the original game for the first issue of official Xbox magazine like 20 years ago. And it's been so long since I've played it. Maybe I should I should do it. I should boot up Master Chief Collection because I think I feel like it almost would be like playing be be like playing it again for the first time. I should give it a try. Not yeah, on heroic. Again, I play it every single year and uh, never get. It's the only game I play annually, and uh, never get bored. Huge just fan. just put just put me on baby s baby mode. I'm not doing heroic. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I love it, you two. Well, let's check the dashboard for all the big news topics of the week. And of course, one of the biggest news topics is. A lot of users and now a lot of outlets have reported that Microsoft and Xbox have stopped selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold memberships. Now, I know we're kind of late on this one, but we've seen a lot of back and forth 
from the users reporting on it. Of course, you can still buy it over on Amazon and different outlets, just not through the actual Microsoft store. Microsoft has now come out just a couple of days ago saying they're not actually changing anything regarding Xbox Live Gold. But I thought it'd be fun to just speculate what this could mean as gamers here on the Xbox side. Could gold go away forever? Will we see free-to-play multiplayer from this point forward going into the Xbox Series X? So I want to pose the question to both of you, Alana and Gary, and we'll start with you, Alana. What does this mean as an Xbox gamer? What does this mean to you seeing them stop selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold subscriptions? Mm. I find this one almost hard to talk about because I've seen so much misinformation about it over the last week from so many different sources of people saying, like, this is true, and then the next day it's this is true, and... There's just so many rumors flying around it that it's it's hard to even get full clarification on what it means. But my guess is that it means that it's going to be permanently bundled in with Game Pass going forward. Um, that's their plan is if you have gold, you 100% have Game Pass. So they're just changing the subscription to be part of Game Pass. Um, I don't feel like they're going to completely get rid of it. But then there was also a rumor that it's going up to $100. Again, it's just like, I feel like this one's all over the place. I feel like it's a Game Pass play. Okay. Gary, yeah, any I thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, the fact that they're no longer selling the 12-month in particular probably tells you that the writing is on the wall for the current iteration of Xbox Live Gold within 12 months. Microsoft probably doesn't want the hassle of pre-selling something to somebody for a year and then cutting it off you know, after six months and then having to figure out like how they convert that to something else without... Um, gamers complaining because you know how much we love to complain, Mike. You know, give us any reason, and we'll <laughs> and, and we'll be right at your throat. So they, 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 I think they want to, and I think they just do want to simplify the offering because it is a little bit confusing. Gold used to be simple, right? It got you multiplayer basically, and then you know it would get you some some benefits games with gold, and they still do that. But it's becoming it is becoming a little bit confusing now with the uh, uh, introduction of Game Pass, which we we all, all of us love. Now there's Game Pass Ultimate, which I guess you know bundles in live as well. Um, but you know, I think they just want to simplify, clarify the offering. One deal to rule them all. Hey, Game Pass is basically the new thing. This is what you pay every year. You get your multiplayer. Um, I get. I, I guess the question is. Um, if you choose not to get Game Pass, um, I mean, are, are, are you going to need it the way that you currently need Gold to play online? You know, or is or are they just going to start making the online free? That you that used to be the big thing that Sony had. Hey, it's free to play on PlayStation. That's not true anymore. Now everyone has to pay to play online. So there's a big strategic decision in the works here in terms of what that's what that one simple offering going forward is going to be. I think it's just a rebranding exercise. Fold everything into one thing. Keep it simple. You pay one simple price. You get your multiplayer. Uh, you get your multiplayer. You get your free games every month. Uh, just, you know, the, the simpler you can make it for consumers, uh, the better. So I think they just want to collapse sure. this all into one simple offering. It's the Got thing it. that I, I feel like I hop on about pretty often is you have to keep remembering that we are not majority of gamers. Like people like us who know a lot about video games or are very involved and talk about video games with their friends every day is not majority of the people who play video games. And Game Pass is a global exercise with xCloud, especially in that partnership. They are trying to hit markets that don't even have consoles. So you want it, the messaging to be as simple as it possibly can be. What is gold? What, is, uh, what, what are free games with gold? What is Game Pass? Are those free? Are those also free? Which one is which? It's what just, is Game Pass I think, Ultimate? Just, yeah, there's so many right. things. Just streamlining the whole thing. 
I mean, and, and you're right, Alana, we are like among the more informed gamers because we play the, you know, we do this for a living to some extent and we, we, we watch this stuff and we stay engaged. Even I'm confused. Like at this point, even I can't tell you what the difference is. Like what is games with gold at this point? Like I guess you get a discount in certain games, but that's separate to what Game Pass is. And like it's, it's, it's become muddled. I think they recognize that. They need to simplify it. Um, gold, gold, I think, as a, it's a shame because Xbox Live Gold is a thing that's been around like for years now. We all know what it is. But Game Pass is the new, more compelling offering. Just, it's, it's, I think it's more of a rebranding exercise. Make it one thing. Everyone can understand it. Nice and simple. Um, and so, yeah, the, the the fact that they're now... So I guess you can still buy a month-to-month -month or a three-month subscription. The 12-month one is the one that's going away, which tells you that the writing is on the wall for Xbox Live Gold as it currently... The timeline exists. is about 12 yeah. months. Within, within 12 months, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mine just auto renews, so I wonder what's going to happen to that. I think I pay every month for both okay. PS Plus and Gold. It just comes out of an account every month and has for ages. So I wonder if that will just stop. And I wonder if they'll just do something on the back end to just convert you to whatever the new thing is. Yeah, maybe we'll have to see. I like that. Well, I agree with both of you. I actually, me personally, when I first saw this and thought about this, I thought the easy answer would be to lump it in with Game Pass Ultimate. Of course, we've already seen that. I'm currently paying for that. I think a lot of us are paying for that and the benefits are there written on the wall but we do have to remember right xbox gold with xbox live and the games with gold and the deals with gold that's 60 dollars a month as opposed to what we're seeing right now or six dollars a year my apologies uh as opposed to xbox game pass ultimate which is 120 dollars a year so that is a good price difference right there like we said we're well informed maybe other people aren't they might not want to pay that big price so i do want to go with the opposite side of what you guys are saying as a console guy who's played playstation xbox my whole life right i've been so accustomed to paying for xbox live that it is actually kind of interesting to think of the option of what if multiplayer did go free to play what if i was similar to the pc side of things and we always talk about the ecosystem growing over here with xbox and microsoft what if everything became free where i log on and i can play call of duty multiplayer online for free i can play halo multiplayer which is going free to play free to play similar to what i see over on pc so i'm actually kind of interested of what would be the idea and would that change the landscape of would more people be interested in xbox if they just came out this generation and said you know what we've actually dropped xbox live payment wall free it's online is always free that would be kind of fun and interesting for me that grew up always paying to play online you I make mean, a look, good I, point. Oh, go so ahead. Go ahead, Alana. No, no, you go first, Alana. <laughs> it's so, this happens so much when you're doing every, digital every, shows. Every, like, how, you how, 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 so how many times in the last six months have you said, no, no, you go ahead? Like, you go ahead. Constant. <laughs> constant. It's because you don't see people in person, so you can't tell when they're trying to talk. Like, it's Seriously. So um, but uh, I think you, you raise a really interesting point where, you know, if, if it's free to play on PC and if Xbox has, or Microsoft has less of a focus on selling hardware and more of a focus on getting people into their services um, or Game Pass specifically and of course xCloud too. It is weird to have Halo available to me for free on PC but then when I want to go and play it on my Xbox I'm still having to pay however many dollars a month for that and that is that is basically putting the PC value above the console value which is a weird call um, so it might go entirely free and, and that's in theory, game pass would support that because servers are expensive and online communities are expensive. And, uh, I, I've always understood why I have to pay for those services. Um, but 
yeah, if they're making enough money off of Game Pass, which the more I think about it, I went from, you know, maybe a month ago being like, how are they making money to wait 10 million subscribers? Oh, they're making money. Never mind. I feel like I misunder, I, I underestimated uh, how popular Game Pass is because people don't seem to talk about it that much. But in theory, they would be making enough money to support everything to run Xbox Live just with Game Pass. Yeah, I think Microsoft, there's, there's two ways that this can go, really, right? They can they can either fold gold into Game Pass, and again, there's now one simple offering, everything you need to to get going on Xbox under one roof. You get a you know, you get a massive library of games, uh, and you can play them all online for 10 bucks a month on PC, on Xbox, super simple. Everyone that's a very easy message to market and communicate. Um, or they they game cast game pass could continue going as it is and they could make a very aggressive move and i'm not a business guy i'm not a strategy guy i don't know the economics so i don't know if this makes sense they could say hey guess what we're going we're going back now it used to be playstation had the advantage when their online was free ours wasn't ours has always cost money now every everything costs money now we're going to flip the pendulum back the other way guess what now we're the platform that you can play games for free on um, look, I, I, we've said this before. The next, the the next platform war, PlayStation Five versus Xbox Series X, is probably not going to be fought on the hardware. There's not going to be a lot of daylight between how the how different the two games look on each system, just like there isn't on the current generation. Like fractional differences. It comes down to a handful of exclusive games which are compelling, but ninety percent of the games are going to be the same. Destiny, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed. They're going to be on each. They're going to be on each and every platform. Um, so it's going to come down to the offering. We've talked about how Game Pass is potentially the big game changer. What if Microsoft got super aggressive and said, "You know what? We're just going to we're just going to eat the cost." Guess what, gamers? X, you know, multiplayer is now free again. What a what a seismic you know um, move. What a what a what a way to throw the gauntlet down uh, to to Sony that would be. Because look, let's let's be honest. Xbox is way behind Sony in terms of install base this generation. If they when a new generation comes along, there is the opportunity to redress the balance. 360 did great against PlayStation 3, but then they screwed up a little bit with Xbox One, and Sony had a much stronger generation with PlayStation 4. If Xbox want the pendulum to swing back in their favor in this, in this next generation, it's not the hardware, it's probably not the games, it's going to be the offering. What's the overall offering? Game Pass is a big part of the offering. And you know, and what it costs you. Is multiplayer free or does it cost you? That's potentially a very aggressive move that Microsoft could make. I have no idea if the numbers add up if that's even something that's economically viable to do. I just know that that would really throw the gauntlet down uh, in Microsoft's favor if they were able to do something that that gutsy. Yeah, I think it puts the gamers first, right? Like we've talked about this generation, kind of the marketing message here. I think it would be an exciting turn of events here to say multiplayer is free and there is no more Xbox Gold. But I want to pose the question to you guys as well. When we break down Xbox Gold, of course, it gets you online services. It gets you deals with Gold. Let's talk about games with Gold and you know, that contrast Xbox Game Pass. Do you two find value in games with gold getting the four games a month, whether they be on X two on Xbox One, two backwards compatible? Uh, you know, lately the offerings have been all right to meh, in my personal opinion. But what do you guys feel if we lose Xbox Gold? Would you be heartbroken not to see games with gold every single month? Say they just lump them into Game Pass and say, well, you already have a hundred plus free, you know, free quote unquote games in Game Pass. Would you be upset about that? I don't even look at games with gold. I don't either. I couldn't. I couldn't even, Mike, Mike, yeah, it's true. Mike, you said like the last few months' offerings have been meh. I couldn't even tell you what they are because I just yeah. go. And, and maybe this I is why Microsoft, Microsoft wants to simplify it. Yeah, I used to report on it at IGN. We do like you know every month when the games with gold started coming out, what they were, and 
often there were there was like one game that I was like, I like this game. You should play it if you haven't already. I have, um, which you know I think is a credit to Game Pass is that there there are a lot of new games I've never even heard of that are often on there. But like I honestly don't look at games with gold at all. Like I usually don't look at PS Plus either, outside of Fall Guys being on there this month. That that put PS Plus back even... on the map for me this month, but yeah, I don't usually look at this stuff very much. I feel I don't know why I don't though. Do you look at it, Mike? I, I do look at it every month, and actually, for the viewers and listeners out there, we will report on what games you can get with games with gold since it's the beginning of the month at the end of the show. But uh, I do take advantage of it. But I will say this: as an Xbox gamer, if we were to lose Xbox Gold, and you know, games with gold were just kind of magically to disappear, and they said, "Hey." You got Game Pass games. I personally, Mike Howard, would not be mad at that at all a lot. I think yeah, it I makes mean, more sense. And I also feel like the games with gold games would be bundled into Game Pass is how they and, would. And, 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 and again, this is the overlap part where it got confusing. Xbox Live Gold used to be you could play games online, right? It was the basically the multiplayer pass. And then they started adding these value propositions. Oh, you can get games at a discounted rate. But then when Game Pass came along, they suddenly had two different offerings that were kind of doing not the same, but like very similar things. Two different like get games for free or a discounted rate. That's where people I think have gotten confused. They're looking at now going like, we don't need these two different things. It's confusing. There's a big overlap. Like, let's just make it one thing. Makes total sense to me for them to, for them to yeah. simplify this. Well, great question. Great conversation. Of course, we'll see what happens with Xbox Gold in the future, maybe even distant future. But let's talk about a little bit closer future, guys, right now. Here on the dashboard, I have the official release date of Project xCloud coming September 15th with your Game Pass Ultimate um, subscription. Over 100 plus games in 22 markets. But Alana and Gary, there's a catch to this. So, Gary, I'll let you start off. It's really only coming to Android devices no Apple here, and I'm sure you've been caught up with the news. There's been a lot of back and forth between Apple and Microsoft going out to the Verge and different outlets discussing the problems that they're having getting it on this platform. So only Android. Uh, Gary, what does this mean to you? I mean, I, well, I mean, it makes, I, I mean, look, I, I, I guess it's a good thing that iPhone doesn't have a very big install base. Otherwise, you know, Microsoft might be missing out on a massive, massive market here. It's still 47%, um, Gary. Uh, thank you, Alana. Yeah. Well, One second, Gary. Let me let me say that again with like with, with more sarcasm. So like no okay, one, no okay, one, okay. There you go. Oh, <laughs> being sarcastic. Let, oh, let me, he's so funny. Really sorry, missed it. It was tough. Because I'm British, I just me. assume everything automatically sounds sarcastic. No, sorry. but I've been living in America for so long and they're so thick on their sarcasm that even when I go home, I do that. I'm like, no. But they're being the subtlety in your sarcasm is different, and I've lost okay. it. I've well, lost okay, it. let me try it this way. Well, gee, I guess it's a good thing that iPhone only has checks notes forty seven percent of there the market. There you go. There you go. I got right, it. That? Is that, is now, that hold one second, Gary. Great question coming in from our best friends from Cameron O'Neill. Without access to iOS, iPad iOS, and Mac OS, where does that leave the future of Xbox Game Pass and X Cloud? An Apple spokesperson confirmed that to Business Insider that Thursday at Xbox Game Pass and X Cloud would not be coming to their platform due to Apple Store policies <laughs> that will not be flexed just for Xbox apps and services. In my opinion, without that huge market share, iPhones in 2020 are 43% of the market, and iPads account for 44% of the tablet market in 2019, the service is going to have a hard time getting profitability like Netflix. Thanks for all the hard work. Love from Seattle, Washington. Gary, back to you with the Apple problem. Someone's going to have to blink. 
right? Because this is too big a deal for, for, for them to not be able to meet somewhere in the middle. And by the way, this isn't just a problem for xCloud, but for Stadia and for every, because this, this is a problem for, you know, this, this doesn't just apply to Microsoft's offering, but to every stream, you know, game streaming platform. Apple's got some fundamental issue with the way this works on their platform. Apple gonna Apple, right? And they're a big enough company that they don't have to play by everyone else's rules. Um, but if xCloud I, comes out- yeah, I think they're directly is, below Sony in in games revenue. Let me look it up. I had a chart. So yeah, so like, I mean- Tencent Apple, number one, Sony number two, Apple number three. In terms, Apple of may just be able to sit back and fold their arms and go, you know what? Who needs it? Like again, we, we we've made a business decision that whatever changes we would have to make to our terms of service to allow this kind of service on our platform, as we know, they're very very strict. There are all kinds of games uh, and content that are, that is not allowed on Apple services. If you go to the Androids, Wild West, but you know, Apple is much more of a walled garden currently. Uh, and again, I don't pretend to know the details, but whatever xCloud or Stadia would need to do to get on iOS just isn't uh, compatible with with Apple's terms of service as they stand. If it if there may be a way behind the scenes for them to just reach some kind of compromise to allow this to happen, or Apple may look at it and say, Look, we're going to start losing more and more market share to Android. People are going to make their next phone buying decision and go mm. with an Android phone because they want to play xCloud. They want to play Stadia, uh, maybe less so Stadia. But you know what I mean? They <laughs> want to be in on the cloud gaming revolution. Um, so Apple's going to make a decision about whether or not they want to get on this on this, uh, on this this train. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, um, but I do think someone's going to have to blink. Either Apple's going to have to change to change its rules to, to allow this to happen, or Microsoft is going to have to, or they'll, maybe they'll, a way, there's a way for them behind the scenes to work something out. But right now, this is a massive bummer, as Alana says. Like, pretty much half of the smartphone market is frozen out of, I, I'm excited, I, you know me, I'm an Xbox guy, I'm here talking to you on an Xbox podcast. xCloud is super exciting to me, this, but this is also an Apple household. Like it's all iPhones and Apple TV and Macs and uh, and iPads in this house. This, I, so I'm frozen out of most of this. So that's a huge, huge bummer. I really, really hope that they can work it out behind the scenes and find a way to get these these services uh, onto iOS. Because iOS. again, as I as I unsuccessfully uh, managed to communicate sarcastically at the top of all this, that's too big a market to just leave on the table. You've got to find a way to serve this market. It's. It's such a bummer. Uh, I also have an iPhone. I do have a, a Razer, uh, like specifically gaming phone that they sort of made that I think will probably be the the way that I get to do this. But I also have an iPad. That's my tablet. Um, this does mean that if I need to upgrade a tablet at a certain point, I am going to get a Windows one. Like this is the confirmation. This was the, I'm no longer getting an iPad. If I need to upgrade, that is going to be Windows. Um, it absolutely sucks. And I think there's the the, the issue is, probably that Apple doesn't want the competition on Apple Arcade or that they want 30% from all sales, which is more complicated when xCloud itself also in a certain way functions like a store. So like, how do you have a store inside a store that Apple then, you know, if you're selling a game that Microsoft is making 30% on, does Apple get an extra 30% on that? Like, it's just, a, I think it's it's really just Apple trying to make more money. But hopefully these these products are so appealing that it does hurt them. Um, it, it's time for people to put the pressure on Apple, I think. And, and it's it's their fault that this is being bought out because they're just trying to be like, but Apple Arcade, and obviously, again, they are the third biggest company when it comes to revenue in the games industry globally, which nobody would realize offhand. You'd be like, well, yeah, Activision. Apple's number three. They're making tons of money and they don't want to lose that money. So that, that kind of concerns me is like, 
is it is xCloud appealing enough for them to even care about changing their policies? Um, one thing that I did read that that seems like it could happen is if they can figure out a way to make it browser-based rather than app store-based. So if you, in theory, run xCloud through your browser by downloading Microsoft Edge or something like that, it might be able to get around the app store restrictions. Um, that was a yeah. thread from, from a dev, which maybe that's an option, but you right would, now this would, is just such a bummer. You would just have to make the purchases and stuff somewhere else. Like right now, for example, you can have like the Amazon Prime Video um, app on your phone, but you can't actually buy, you have to, it's weird, like, or, or the Kindle app, but you can't actually buy the books. You have to go to the web browser or a different device. And yeah. then the app on the phone is just to consume the actual content. It's really annoying and really confusing. Oh, it's, it's not consumer friendly at all. It's, you know, it's big corporations battling out, battling it out at, you know, some stratospheric level. And we're just all down here on the ground level getting shat on by these companies <laughs> fighting it out. Uh, the consumer always loses it in the end. Apple, at the end of the day, Apple makes so many you know, untold billions of dollars, they may just not care. But I bet you they do care about the ongoing Android versus iPhone smartphone wars because that's the, their, the phone is now their core business. And I guarantee you Google and Samsung and HTC and all the other big players out there are going to be, once xCloud becomes a big thing and game streaming becomes a big part of our future, as I'm sure, as it, I'm sure it will be, they're going to be clobbering Apple with this stuff in terms of their messaging. Hey, you want to be part of the cloud gaming future? Well, forget about iPhone because they won't let you do it. Come over here. And True. that might start eating into their market share. It's yeah. enough to sway me in that, like, I ha again, I have this Razer phone that I don't use that I will probably start using. I don't know that I'll abandon my iPhone entirely because obviously the convenience of Mac is having had an iPhone for several generations, you get so stuck in the way that that system just continues with all the stuff that you have. That's how they get you. Yeah. Um, it's not that I like the systems on the UI anymore. I feel like Android probably is a, a better platform in, in a lot of ways. Um, but they certainly have me in that ecosystem and have for a really long time. And this this is something that would make me consider leaving it. it I certainly have already made the call that if I need a new tablet, which I will in the next two years probably, it's not going to be an iPad. Yeah, I agree, actually agree with both of you, right? This was a very exciting announcement for me personally. Someone who's been part of the xCloud beta for almost eight months, it feels like now. I actually had to go out and purchase an Android tablet because I didn't have one. And mm. uh, I've been really happy with the performance and how it's been playing. And I was really looking forward to this coming to the Apple side, right? As a guy with an iPhone and always sees all my friends with iPads, that was the next logical step of once xCloud comes out fully, I'll get the iPad and we'll go. Unfortunately, we saw with the beta over on the iPod or the iPad side, you could only play Master Chief. So there wasn't really the incentive until the full release. And now seeing this, right? Like for me, I now have to go buy a tablet because I'm not, I'm actually going to be one of those people that doesn't do xCloud on a phone. I prefer a bigger screen. I've always preferred that. I actually wish my iPhone was just an iPad. I just put the big iPad next to my head to talk. But um, I want the bigger screen. You're not screen, a battery so. too fast, too. Yeah. Just, I don't know how, how viable it is. But there I, is something really exciting about, like, this is what the Switch does. And I've used a couple of the um, devices that clip onto the sides of Androids and have controllers. And none of them were quite there yet. Um, but it really is just making it of switch and i love the idea that like someone could be on a tv playing sea of thieves and i could you be at their house and then just be like oh i'll join you and just pull my phone out and just stop playing right. sea of thieves there on the tv and i'm right next to them like it is really cool um, i um I'm, I'm the same as alana in that i'm totally like i'm probably even more so than her totally locked into the apple 
iOS, you know, Mac ecosystem. I play my games on my PC over here, but back over there, my app, my Mac, that's where I work. We have, we have Apple TVs all over the house. I love being able to airplay content onto the Apple TV. We have an Apple Music mm. subscription. Like they've got their claws into me so deep at this point that like I'm locked in and that's what they want. Like they love people like me that feel like oh, as much as I might want to change, like it would be too much upheaval for me to do so. It's I'm like changing in. your name. You have right? so it's much seriously more. seriously is. It's like, because yeah, you say that a lot, but it's, like, it's totally true. It's like it becomes part of your identity. It is like changing your name. Like I've got so much content already bought and rented through Apple. Mm -hmm. It would be a massive, massive, it's just too much hassle to think about. But I do wonder if Microsoft, and again, this is way above my pay grade in terms of the business strategy and the economics of it. If Microsoft could even lean into this and like, I, I, I'd be willing to get a second device, like a second handheld device. I'm not going to pick up like an Android phone with a cell subscription or whatever. Uh, but I wonder if, I mean, Microsoft could even launch like a branded dedicated Xbox or xCloud branded handheld device that went maybe with right. an LTE chip. Because here's the thing, don't forget, it doesn't have to have a lot of hardware, right? The hardware is all being done server side. All you need to, all you need is good, uh, a good cell chip and a good Wi-Fi connection and you can be playing these games. Um, they, I mean, they, I wonder if they could even back this up with a hardware play. Again, I, that's way above my pay grade. But like, I think a lot of people, 47% of the market, if that number's true, as I'm sure it is, that's, that's too much just to leave on the table. You've got to find a way to reach that market. So you either find a way to work, either work with Apple or around them to get your content onto those devices, or you lean heavily into the fact that, okay, it's just going to be on these devices. Maybe you start making your own. I do think that you're going to see, it's been a niche market in the past, like the Razer phone that Alana mentioned, but once game streaming goes mainstream, as it will probably in the next 12 to 24 months, I think you're going to see more gaming branded uh, and gaming, uh, more phones and more mo mobile devices branded at gamers as cloud streaming handheld devices. Gaming, uh, mobile gaming is already the biggest market. I feel like for a long time, they've just been trying to figure out how to get core gamers, which would be considered people who are not on mobile, into that market where they can be playing all the time. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to touch Candy Crush, but I am going to touch Sea of Thieves. Um, and I think that that's that's an interesting concept, Gary, is like, well, are we going to get Xbox Vita? Are they going to give Why us not? some My kind of... Xbox is it's the they're the one game company that has never done a handheld. This would be an interesting way for them to do one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like on board. I, I am gonna have that Razer as like a dedicated XCloud phone now. Um, which I guess glad I kept it. Uh, because I have not used it. But yeah, yeah I do I have hope like that an the old, hardware catches up. I have an old pixel sitting around here that's just deactivated. Again, like I'm probably not gonna play like on the go, like out of the house. I don't need necessarily you know to to get a uh lte you know like a cell subscription but just around the house i could i could i could charge that thing up put it on put it on wi-fi play around the house just you know just use it as, as that device love that well it's a big deal right now right we see it coming on september 15th it will be on android 22 different markets 100 plus games ready to go but the big question is is what's going on with apple microsoft and apple will have to find a way to get together or we might not ever see it over on that device, which would be too bad for sure for gamers. All right, guys, let's round it out right now. Of course, your games with gold for August, a quick update for everyone. It's the first week, so make sure to go grab these games with gold. On Xbox One, you have Portal Knights and Overdrive Mech City Brawl. Then, of course, your backwards compatibility titles. You get two of them, MX Unleashed and Red Faction 2. Gary and Alana, you know, I said some of these offerings are sometimes meh to good. Red Faction 2 definitely makes me get out of my seat and get excited because that's one I actually really, really enjoyed. I remember Red Faction way back in the day. 
being able to like shoot through the terrain and I would yeah. build nine holes with the rocket launcher into the map and run all around like a crazy mole rat in there. I loved that. I thought that was a ton of fun. This game I remember letting me do that was Red Faction. Yeah. Very cool. I never played the Red Faction games, but I know they have a lot of fans. And hey, again, here's an opportunity for me to maybe uh, check it out for the first time. Here's the thing, though, is like now that I've got Game Pass, getting a discount on a game doesn't seem like that good a deal anymore. It's like Game Pass, like you just get it for free. Yeah. And like, that kind of feels like the second tier. I mean, I have to pay for it. Now. Yeah, if I have to pay any, you know, how much we love free stuff, you got to pay for anything seems like too much these days. I love it. Well, we're going to have a quick final user question from one of our best friends, Will McCullum. He says, I have a segment idea spotlighting Game Pass gems from the panel. We can all agree that Game Pass is an amazing service, but sometimes you can get paralyzed from choice and just end up replaying the same thing. Well, Will, I got a special treat for you this week. We're going to put the kind of funny XCast Design Lab controllers on the bench, and I'm going to bring to you our newest segment, Xbox Game Pass, Play, or Smash, that download button. So it's simple, it's fun. Each and every week, your three co-hosts here will bring an Xbox Game Pass title to the table, talk to you about their experience, and they'll tell you if you should pass on it, if you should play it, or if you got to smash that download button immediately because it's a must-have I'll go first since I'm kicking off the segment. So for me, you guys know that I'm a big multiplayer fan. I love couch co-op. I love family-friendly games that all ages can get involved in. And I'm a huge fan of Overcooked 1 and 2. But the latest game coming from the same publisher, Studio 17 Digital, Moving Out. So if you haven't played Moving Out, let me tell you, this is a smash title. You have to go download it with you and your friends because you probably love Overcooked, but sometimes tensions run high and get a little hot in the kitchen moving out actually takes all that away it makes it just more of a fun and friendly experience i'll give you the quick read down moving out is a ridiculously physics-based moving simulator that brings new meaning to couch co-op are you ready mm -hmm. for an exciting career in furniture as newly certified furniture arrangement and relocation technicians you'll take on moving jobs all across a busy town of pack more now let me tell you what this game alana and gary is perfect for you and your friends I wouldn't recommend it single player. And the only downfall of it is not online compatible. So you have to have somebody next to you. But when you get another person with you, it is so much fun. It takes away the frustrations of Overcooked and someone maybe not pulling their weight. And it's all about the team objective. You can move single person boxes. You can move two person's beds. They have fun, awesome different houses and areas to pack everything up. There's a moving truck where you got to get it all in. There's different packages, right? There's glass that you can't break. There's fun objectives like you can jump through a window and smash up the person's house, or you can keep it perfect. This game is a smash title on Game Pass. If you're looking for something fun, especially in the times that we're currently living in stuck at home, grab a friend and go play Moving Out. I promise you, you will have an awesome night of gameplay. I've played it. I think it's super fun. Developed by SMG Studio, who are Australian. Shout out to Ashley Ringrose. Uh, they, um, yeah, so it's not, it's not even made by the same team that made Overcooked, but definitely exactly. a similar vibe, but you're right, even when I played it, it's just really funny, instead of being yeah. as tense as Overcooked. It's funny and it's goofy. The physics get pretty ridiculous, but it, it is a really fun, pleasant game, for sure. I I'll, really I'll, make, I'll make the recommendation unanimous. My, uh, my family and I, uh, back in the uh, before times at uh, PAX West last year, played it for the first time. We were already big fans of Overcooked, and it's clear it's clearly like, even though it's not the same team, it's clearly like a sister game to Overcooked. It's the same kind of thing. It is, and I, I'll disagree with you on one thing, Mike. 
it's it does have the same amount of stress when two people are trying to get a couch out of a door and yeah, it's like and you're pivot, walking pivot, and just pivot, you, know, you got to angle yeah. it move it you know you got to keep you got to you got to pull your weight you will it has it has the exact same delightful um potential for you to like scream at each other and shout at each other and get mad at each other that the overcooked has it's like it has 90% of that same overcooked dna but it is even goofier than than overcooked if such a thing were possible as couch co-op games go yeah it's it's if you like to overcooked you'll love you'll love it it's it's great i love to hear you guys is ringing endorsement on that one so go check out moving out alana let's go over to you game pass play or smash what's your title of the week with wasteland remastered um which was very exciting to me because for anyone who doesn't know the original wasteland came out in i believe like 1987 i think mm -hmm. if i remember correctly it's old and it's a game that I played um, when I was in primary school. I had a very cool teacher who had it installed, knew I played a lot of video games, and was like, check out this game, and would let me play Wasteland on their Mac at the time uh, in the classroom. I could play it at lunchtime. I played a bunch of Wasteland. And I played Wasteland 2 when that came out. Really like Wasteland 2. Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, Wasteland is um, basically the original Fallout. Uh, effectively, it, it describes itself. Oh, it's 1988, apparently. Wasteland brought the post-apocalypse to video games and inspired a genre. Play one of history's defining RPGs with completely overhauled graphics, sound, and expanded musical score. Um, so it's basically very, very, very systems-based, really easy to die. Uh, and there are definitely some issues with this as a remaster. It, it feels like the game that I remember, and it was really pleasant for me to play and like have that nostalgia trip. I didn't even know it was on Game Pass. I was just looking through the list and was like, Wasteland, hell yeah. Because <laughs> the third game is coming out uh, August 28th, and that also looks really cool. But there are definitely some UI problems in that um, the menu is a bit of a mess. Uh, and I think that's just because some of that UI didn't evolve from it still very much being just a slightly more polished retro game. It is a remaster, not a remake. Um, the gameplay's great. I really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's really challenging. It's really exciting. Uh, Crossplay. I, I played it both on PC and on Xbox, and that worked great for me too. Um, so cross save, I mean, rather, uh, or play anywhere. That's play anywhere. That's the term. See, there are so many terms. Play anywhere <laughs> functions. Um, yeah, and there's sometimes a lot of reading, I guess. So this is a game that, like, I really liked. Uh, I'm glad to have played, but same token is also a very specific genre. Uh, it is. Uh, Top-down RPG, a lot of strategy, uh, a lot of reading, uh, a lot of managing stats and trying not to die. So it's not something I would necessarily recommend to everyone, but totally worth if you want to play the original Fallout and have that little history lesson and you've got Game Pass. I think it's worth doing for that alone. So I guess I would say play. Is that in between Pass and Smash? That's perfect right there, Lana. I like it. <laughs> And I'll, 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 before I go on to mine, I'll just echo that as well. Wasteland, we, Alana and I were talking about this before the show. Wasteland is a game that has a, a big, the original one, a big nostalgic um, appeal for me. Um, uh, played it on the Commodore 64. It was on all different platforms. It was on Apple, Amiga, 64. See, I, I love it. It was on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was it, but the, golden, the golden age of Interplay, you know, back when Interplay was making the Bard's Tale and like, you know, all that really that stuff that kind of made that company what it was and um i was never like into fantasy rpgs and that the idea of one that you know we see them all over the place now but when wasteland first came out taking the kind of the role-playing computer role-playing game mechanic and putting that into a totally different kind of world like a post-apocalyptic future that was one of the first times that had been done and that that's what made it appealing to me uh and i really really got into it if, if it's as as um as lana says it's definitely like 
it's 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 gotten a bit of a glow up, but it's still the old school game you played in 1988. So don't expect a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah, very very retro. But if you're interested in a, a really interesting history lesson into like you know the history of classic um, RPGs, as, as Lana mentioned, it is the game that without Wasteland, there's no Fallout. It was a direct successor to that. Uh, so yeah, give it a try. It's um it's a fun game that has a lot of nostalgic appeal for me. The game I'm going to recommend uh, is actually a brand new one that just dropped on Game Pass. It's called Carrion. I just started playing it this past week. And it's a really, really interesting kind of survival horror type game. The twist being that you play as the monster. Um, it's 2D. It's got that, it's got a very, that very much, I, I, I kind of feel like this aesthetic's being a bit overdone at this point. I kind of wish they'd have done a slightly different vibe with it, but it still looks great. It's got that Dead Cells kind of faux 8-bit, 16-bit kind of pixelated um, aesthetic to it. But it looks really cool. Like the, in the opening, you're basically this horrible, like, genetically engineered biomass of, of 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 killing power like in a jar and you escape from the vat in the middle of like a science lab and now you're kind of slithering around like kind of the hallways and the air ducts and the corridors of this underground science facility killing off all the scientists and you as you eat the scientists you kind of like ingest their biomass and kind of become more bigger and more powerful there's puzzles to solve you have to figure out how you know, flip the switch to get through the door and all that kind of stuff it's very kind of metroidvania in its map construction a little bit frustrated. i got frustrated by a couple of the puzzles it's easy to get lost thinking about oh playing, yeah no um, map yeah no Real map i'm thinking about some I, I i've noticed that some of these games are actually better to play on stream because when i get stuck Someone in the chat will backseat it for me and go try that switch over there. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. It's actually really helpful. So I'm thinking about playing it on stream, um, but really fun. Something a bit different. I do actually like the, I do actually like, I think that 8-bit, 16-bit faux retro aesthetic is generally a bit overdone at this point, but I think it works well in this uh, game. The, the design of the main monster, the way that you kind of slither around and your tendrils kind of shoot out and you kind of attach Sound. to walls. Yeah, it has that kind of really gross sound design to it. Um, it's very it, the it, thing. It's very the thing. It's very gross. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not like anything else out there right now. It's on Game Pass, so again, doesn't hurt to try it. Um, and that's and that's what I again, that's what I love about Game Pass. It's like, okay, maybe I'll, if it was like ten bucks or whatever, I might think, ah, it's not worth the risk. Maybe it's no good. Game Pass, what is it? What have I lost? Five minutes to download it. If I don't like it, I'll just uninstall it. But it got its hooks into me really early. I'm going to continue playing it. Carrion, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I, I will give it a smash because I love the originality smash. of the concept. Um, it's only about five and, hours as well. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and it's it's short. I feel like I I can I can get into it without having to commit like the next sixty hours of my life. I don't have that kind of time to commit to games anymore. Um, <laughs> I, like my wife is playing Ghost of Tsushima right now, and it's a fantastic game. But I'm like, it just keeps going. And like The Last of Us Part 2, I'm like, how big is this thing? Games are so big now. They're absolutely exhausting. I think there's a big market, a big underserved market out there for shorter, you know, kind of more bite-sized experience, like things like Carrion that are just a few hours long. You can experience it, enjoy it, move on to the next thing. And for the mo and for the most part, it's original. It's really fun to kind of eat. The like the scientists, when you meet them, like they've got their little guns and they shoot you. But like, trust me, they ain't doing nothing. Once you break through that door, you're just tearing the and the limbs are flying everywhere and it's horrific and they're screaming. It's really gross. But if you like that sort of thing, there's Ooh, a lot shields, to like. Though, have you gotten to the shield parts? No, I'm still only. I I probably have only played like the, I would say like the first maybe ninety minutes of the whole game. And I, there's more to it, and, and it constantly keeps surprising you. That first time that it switches to the scientist's point of view, and you have that, that first flashback, you're like, oh, what's going on here? It's really yeah. interesting. And it's doing a lot of interesting things narratively in terms of the, it's familiar because everybody knows that that Metroidvania style, right? 
uh, it really could use a map. I think. They, I think maybe they I made a conscious. I, maybe they made a conscious decision to not include one because it's like it seems like such a no brainer. Maybe there's a design reason why it isn't well, there. I think it's because why would a monster have a map? Yeah, maybe so. But like, all I know is I'm stuck in the game right now, and I'm annoyed because yeah. I I can't figure out how, where to get how to get past the door. I think it's uh, a universal complaint. I did also have trouble playing it for a long period of time because the music is very droney, and a lot of the sound effects are really gross to the extent that like I played I played it in two sittings, and the first half like I had to stop because I was like I just feel sort of miserable. Like right. it just like yeah. after a certain point, it was just so like it's a dr dreary kind of oppressive vibe to yeah. it. And maybe some people like that, but it has all these kind of clever things. Like, I love the way that save points work. You basically kind of like find a hole in the wall and you can like deposit yourself in the wall and leave like your like build 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 like a biomass like nest in the wall. And then when you detach from it and you slither around, like that that deposit that nest becomes like your last save point. So if the monster dies, you kind of revert to like your where you last, you know, deposited yourself. So there's all kind of clever, lots of clever little things that feel like in universe. And again, mostly the design of the monster is just, it's just really satisfying to kind of slither around and attach so to things. And yeah, it's really original, a lot of fun. Give it, um, I give it a, I give it a smash. The first smash, smash in the history of KFX. <laughs> I love it, you too. Well, Will, there you go. All the viewers out there, you have three great recommendations. Two smashes, one play on the Game Pass. Game Pass, play, or smash scale. Of course, down in the comments, let us know what games you're playing on Game Pass and what do you think in the raking system. And then finally, Alana and Gary, it's time to say goodbye. So, Alana, where can everybody find you? I'm at Charalanazad on everything. It's my name in the middle of Charizard. Love it. It is fun to spell out. I did it a couple times on YouTube. I'm sorry. To catch I'm so sorry. Videos. It's fun. <laughs> Gary, where can everybody find you? Gary Witter on Twitter um, and uh, youtube.com slash gwitter, uh, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. That's where Animal Talking goes out live every week. Uh, I do some other uh, streaming uh, on there as well. Uh, but uh, the number one thing I'm trying to do right now is grow the YouTube channel. So go to youtube.com uh, slash gwitter. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit that bell, do all the things that you're supposed to do. And uh, all of the Animal Talking episodes are there. We have a new show called Dungeon Crossing, where we play Dungeon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons inside Animal Crossing. We're trying to do some fun things. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I love it. These two do it all. Of course, you can find me on all my social medias at Snowbike Mike. And of course, streaming to you live at twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike each and every week with the high energy gameplay. This has been episode four of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Thank you all for allowing us to power our dreams with Xbox. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember that we're halfway through the Kind of Funny pilot program, so we need your help. Keep sharing this video. Continue to subscribe and like the video on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on podcast services around the globe. Leave a review. Make Greg Miller say yes to six more years of the Kind of Funny <laughs> X-Cast. We'll see you all soon. Have a terrific week, and we'll catch you back here next Saturday. See you, everybody.